Hi, I'm Yolanda and welcome to Speak On. Today I'm joined by Lucy, a model, writer and mental health advocate, Nicole, a blogger and Rafika, a skincare writer and model. We are spending an increasing amount of time on social media. Um, it's how we interact with our friends and our family. We watch loads of TV content online, via YouTube, etc. Um, and also we even find our partners on apps. I don't know if any of you found your partners on apps, but anyway. Um, <laughs> might just be speaking for me. But, um, but is social media feeding our misconceptions of who we are and how our audiences perceive us? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Do you think people are creating experiences just so they can share them on social media? And I'm going to direct that to Lucy. Um, to a certain extent, yeah. I think, obviously, it varies person by person. Um, there's, a lot of, there's still a lot of the whole food thing. You know, people only go into a restaurant because, I don't know, maybe they've got a nice flower arrangement outside and it will look good on the gram. And the plates look good, so it will be a good picture for the story or something, um, rather than going to somewhere that they actually want to go and eat. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a bizarre thing. Um, I can understand it, but I don't think it's really a useful way to live your life. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And Nicole, do you think that by doing that, we're kind of missing living in the moment? Mm, I think it, it's, it's down to the individual to police their time. Mm -hmm. So um, for example, like when you say that, I think about like concerts mm -hmm. and people that will like record the whole concert. It doesn't offend me personally, but I just don't do it because it's like, I want to live in the moment, especially at a time like that and enjoy the concert, especially because like live music and artists I like, mm -hmm. so. But then on, on the flip side, have you ever regretted not recording something so you could look back at it? Do you know what? No, because I, I never, I never like would go in my phone and be like, let me watch that Drake concert again. Like, <laughs> I, I, never, I never have the time to like sit down and be like, yeah, like let's go. And, um, so, you know, I think the jokes are more live, like you have more of a personal connection to the concert when it's just like it's lived for the night and then it's done. Yeah. Um, especially the thing, I think the thing that confuses me the most is that you can go and find it. Like there's official recordings like of the concert, <laughs> but I don't that's get it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay, that's very nice to me. I love that point. Okay, well, over to Rafika. Why do you think people do that? Why do you think people kind of live to capture stuff and share it on social? Because we live in this day and age where we want to put out there, this is what I'm doing every single day of my life. It's so exciting. This is what you've got to see. Instagram is a snapshot. It's just a highlight reel of our lives. And our followers or our audience buy into that. And we want to show them that every day is exciting. So we try and go to the nicest places. We try and wear the cutest outfits. It's so impractical, half of the stuff that we put on to post on there. But because we know it's going to capture someone well, the attention of our audience, that's why we do it. That's a really good point. And then uh, why do you think our lives need to look so perfect online? It's pressure. Yeah. It is pressure. There's pressure to be perfect. There's pressure to have good skin, good makeup, dress well, go to fancy places, wear designer clothes. If, even though it's not spoken or it's, it's something that is said out loud, we put that pressure on ourselves because we want to be seen as people, you fake it till you make it. Yeah. That's, mm. that's the whole thing. Mm. Okay, cool. And obviously there are people on social media who do quite well by actually bearing all and just being really kind of really quite candid. Do you think any of you, do you think any of you fall into that category? Yeah, um, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what, what, what are the benefits of that for you? 
I don't know if it's benefits. I just think it's it's just the person that I am. You know, I I don't look preen to perfection all the time. A lot of the time, I won't have done my hair or I won't have done my makeup. Um, or if I'm hungover, I'm gonna tell a funny story from the night before. Um, if I've had a breakout, like, or if I've spent the night eating two pizzas and then I hate myself in the morning because I think that people can identify with that and that's useful for people. Um, I don't like following loads of people and then feeling like I can't live up to that expectation. That's not a nice feeling for anyone to feel, so I wouldn't ever want someone to feel that if they followed me, you know? I'd want someone to be able to see that I'm a normal human being, because I am, um, and there's nothing special about me. Um, and also, in terms of being candid and being really honest, I'm really frank about my own mental health struggles on my blog, um, and I've had an amazing response from that since I kind of started doing it, started being honest about everything. Um, and I think it's really useful for some people. The, um, the responses I've got back have definitely reflected that, so I do think it can, it can benefit you, but it's just about being yourself, ultimately. Mm -hmm. If you are a glamorous person that's always dressed up in amazing clothes, then cool, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Nicole, um, obviously I know that you are an advocate for natural hair. I know that you're a fan of natural eyebrows and things <laughs> like that. So is there anything uh, like on your social media, do you feel like you're quite candid? Um, yeah, I could say like I'm candid about the, the brutal truth of being natural. Because yeah. I think it's like you look at like something like my hair and you're just like, oh, that's nice. But there's a lot of like, you know, behind the scenes work that goes into it uncomfortable sleeping, like, you know, like ages, like sometimes when my hair to dry, it can take a whole day if I leave it to its own devices. So I try to be as candid and open as possible with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you don't just show the finished product, product yeah. you're talking about what happens That can beforehand. be really tough because you're showing like the world, the most intimate part of yourself, like, it's like how I go to bed. It's a bit weird, but I feel like in order to give people the actual help they need to learn how to take care of their hair, mm -hmm. then I have to put that part of myself out there. Okay, cool. So I suppose naturally within your offering yes. on social media and through your through your blog. Yeah. You have to present that side of yourself anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Rafiq, because obviously you're a supermodel <laughs> supermodel of the world. <laughs> and like the okay, face yeah. of one of the faces of Sleek, Charlotte Tilbury, God knows what else. I just walk around the shops and see you everywhere. It's like you're just assaulting me now, it's Thank ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so obviously you do have you have so much content for your social because you're doing loads of shoots, so obviously you're you're Instagram looks super glam. Do you show yourself as well in your natural form? Yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of posts that are makeup free. Um, people get this idea that because you are, you know, the face of whatever, um, you have great skin. And that's not the case for a lot of models within the industry. That's not the case for a lot of, a lot of girls. It's not the case for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. I don't have perfect skin. I still get my breakout. And what I try to show on social media is that it's okay to have a breakout. It's okay that you don't look like X, Y, and Z. It's okay that you don't, you have dark circles, you have hyperpigmentation, it's okay. And what I try to do is I try to show them how to change that or combat it or even, you know, embrace it. Because mm -hmm. you're never going to get rid of anything 100%. Yeah. You're better off just saying, you know what, I'm perfect as is. Oh, it nice. is. Yeah. And do you get really, do you get like uh, positive feedback when you do that? Anything to do with skincare, there's always someone out there that wants advice mm -hmm. that it's never, there's never a negative 
comment regarding skincare, which yes. is really nice, actually. Yeah. And again, I suppose you're quite lucky then. It kind of le it lends itself to who you are, that you can actually be yourself on there. You haven't set this ridiculous bar for yourselves <laughs> to continue to you live up to. Like, I'm at the best restaurant every day. <laughs> <laughs> she says crying with a fork of the way to her mouth. So you can actually... It's like yeah. one lettuce leaf. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can kind of go on then and you can say, this is my skin. You can go in there and say, this is my hair. And you can say, I've just had a Jerry special of two pizzas and this is who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, or, or a mental cool. breakdown. Either yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which frankly can happen to all of us exactly. at any point. So what would you say is the biggest mi misconception about you? So have you met someone and then they've been surprised by who you are because of this? So we'll start with Lucy. Yeah, that's happened to me a lot, um, mainly because of modelling stuff. Um, before I did, uh, before I started blogging about my mental health stuff, um, and with that, a lot more of my shoots have been more kind of um, personal. Mm -hmm. So they have my own kind of style. But before that, when I was just doing lots of like commercial and like campaign stuff, when people saw me the way I dressed and the way that I am, they'd always be really surprised and like thinking I would be this really super girly, glamorous person and that's not me at all. Um, and that always struck me as weird because you it's, I think a lot of the time it's not um, conscious. You're not portraying yourself in a different way consciously. It's just kind of, those are the pictures yeah. and that's what they are. Um, and I think people, especially with modeling, people don't realize that you're going onto a set, someone's doing your hair, your makeup, your styling, and ultimately you're there to sell a product um, for someone else's vision. It's nothing to do with your own style. So for someone to base what they think you're going to be like from that is a kind of weird concept, but I can totally understand how it can happen. But um, that's definitely happened to me a couple of times, yeah, okay, for cool. sure. What about you, Nicole? I think a lot of people, I'm not sure why, they think I'm really like quiet, really shy from my like, Instagram, but it's, 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 it's crazy because I'm the complete opposite. So I think that's a, that's a misconception. Or like people that have seen me with my hair tied back um, in real life, and then they go on my Instagram, and they're like, that's not you. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hair make it the man. They're joking, but they're serious. They, um, yeah. It's like two different people, apparently, when I put my hair in a bun. So um, that's a misconception. Like, when I have my glasses on, my hair in a bun, everyone's like, oh, you're like this cute little nerd. And then I take my hair out, and they're like, oh, you're feisty. And it's like, I'm the same person. It's <laughs> like a superman type thing. You take yeah. your glasses off, and no take one knows who you are. Take it off, and it's like you're a completely yeah. different person. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that happens a lot with, with everyone, um, mm -hmm. apart from like close family and friends, mm -hmm. but um, that's a misconception. Okay, that's such an odd one. Yeah. What about you? I find that being a model, as Lucy's, Lucy's touched on this, um, people think you're one dimensional. Mm -hmm. So they look at you and they're like, well, she doesn't really have much of a personality. Modeling isn't very hard. It is really difficult actually. <laughs> a lot goes into it. But um, they're always really shocked and surprised when you say, please, thank you, excuse me, your pardon. It's like, we're not meant to have manners and we're not, we're not meant to eat. We're not meant to do anything that, you know, the average girl does mm. because you're seen as this person who's not real. Yeah. And people can't relate to you being a model, which I think ties into the fact that our social, like our social platforms have our personalities into that. Mm -hmm. Because if it was just modeling pictures, we'd be unrelatable. Yeah. And so when people see me in a burger, what's their reaction? They're like, oh my God, you actually eat? And like, yeah. <laughs> That's how I stay alive. <laughs> Quite I like actually that. eat a lot yeah. of McDonald's. Yeah. It kind of just shows the power of social media now though, doesn't it? Because if you say like 10 years ago, 
I wouldn't say that I knew the personality of any of the models that I saw in magazines and looked up to. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about them. I just knew the public image that, that's portrayed. And that's the beauty of social media is you can say, well, actually, I believe in this and I care about this and I won't stand for stuff like that. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's a really easy one to sum up. It's easier and better to be yourself, even on the gram. We're talking about social media and the influence it has on the way we communicate and share information. Right, I'm going to start off by talking about the incident that happened last year in Oxford Circus. It wasn't a thing, no one was hurt, but there was, for a little while, we weren't sure if it was a terrorist attack, what was happening, there was talk of gunfire, etc. And the whole thing turned out to just be people panicking on social media. There was like a lot of misinformation, everybody was scared, and just outright lies, Ollie Murs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it just, it really got out of control. I mean, I had friends that were literally kind of like in the kitchens of restaurants, like hiding because everything just went just really wildly out of control. Um, so we need, well, one lesson we should learn from that is that we need to be a little bit more careful and be a little bit less, like with the whole itchy trigger finger thing on social. As you guys have a following and therefore have a responsibility, um, how careful are you when it comes to liking or reposting content? I'm going to start with you, Rafika. So when it comes to liking content, I like anything that, you know, just attracts me as a person or as, an, as I say, part of the audience. But when it comes to any political issue, anything that's going on within the world that's fairly serious, mm -hmm. um, again, you've got to be so, so careful about what you like mm -hmm. um, or what you have an opinion on. Um, Ideally, I try to stay away from it because, again, you don't want to get sucked into it. I have a, an opinion and the next person is going to have a separate opinion to me and I don't want to be bumping heads with someone who I know I'm not going to be able to get through. Whether I feel I'm right or they feel they're right, I don't want to be in that position. Again, I've got followers who might feel completely different to how I feel mm -hmm. and I don't want to offend anyone out there because they are sensitive topics. Mm -hmm. And so for something like... Like, if that happened again, yeah. do you... Um, oh, with you yeah. mean the Oxford... Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. ever kind of post anything in real time? Do you ever kind of, like, join in with that kind of conversation? Again, or, or do you just watch and see what happens? So, the first thing, and in the Western world, the first thing, anything like this happens, everybody's on, like, terrorism. I am so scared, being Muslim, mm -hmm. that it always comes back to, a Muslim did this, and then there's always backlash in the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. So again, I try to stay, stay as clear from it, but it does, it makes me fearful for not just myself, but for my family, yeah. because you know you're going to be labelled, you're going to be branded, and people that are completely innocent are going to be targeted, because out, out of fear, community is mm -hmm. just fearful of, you know, one idiot out there who triggered it all off. Yeah. But if it's, it just goes to show, like the Oxford um, scenario, it goes to show that we as a as people here in the UK are extremely terrified. It shows how quickly we panic mm -hmm. because we are targeted. Yeah. Being, being the Western world, being one of the, the superpowers in the world, we are targeted. And radicalised groups, it, it just it works in their favour to scare. Yeah. I suppose that's quite, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. I was just thinking of everybody's just so eager mm -hmm. to share information. But I didn't even think about it from the perspective of like, you don't want to join in, in with that because obviously that conversation is going to turn really quickly. So that's a really interesting point that you've made there. And yeah, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Thank you for that. So yeah. What about you guys? Do you kind of, do you tend to, are you quite careful about what you like and repost? Or do you even repost? Some people don't. 
I mean, with liking, not so much mm -hmm. in terms of like being careful. Um, I like what I like. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of stuff I post, I do think you have to be careful sometimes. But I, I've, I'm probably quite controversial, to be honest. Yeah. I do get involved in the arguments. If I do have something to say about something political or something that I feel strongly about, then I will speak up about it. Mm -hmm. um, the end of last year, um, with all of the marches for the Libyan slaves, it's, I think it's really important to speak out about issues like that, or any kind of issues that I feel passionate about, but that I think everyone should feel passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any kind of following, I think it's important to speak about those kinds of things. Um, but equally, I did lose a bunch of followers from that, which yeah. is mad. But it does happen. Which is crazy, because you feel yeah. like everybody would be outraged yeah. about that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, like, oh. yeah. it's yeah. like saying, oh, I don't really like the rain. And people go, oh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, really? Is that, you don't agree that slavery is bad? Okay, so you, you don't follow me then, because that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's insane. A couple of that's hundred. For liking something that that's like quite terrible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because some people just don't want anything political on their timeline. Okay, they don't, cool. they want... Yeah. They want the blinkers on, they want, you know, the ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And they don't want to think about it. I suppose like it, it boils down to why people are on social. Some people are just yeah, on because they exactly. just want to see fluff or no, happy fine. things if and that's unicorns. That's yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you? Are you quite careful? Kind of a mix between the two. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm careful when it comes to nonsense, um, sort of like political fluff, things that are put there to enrage people for no reason. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like it deserves my response. Um, so you don't go around liking these purposely inflammatory type things? No, <laughs> no, because uh, yeah. it is a baiting mechanism and I'm yeah. not here for it. Um, things that I will respond to and sort of like speak out for are the things that are really important. Like you said, the Libyan slaves, mm -hmm. um, any sort of like real injustices in the world that I can see that are close to me, then I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to share that mm -hmm. um, or I'm going to put that out there. Or even um, not only online, but sometimes word of mouth goes much further depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So things like that, yeah. but yeah. And so when it comes to these kind of things, obviously with the Oxford Circus incident, everything was unfurling in real time. So anybody involved in that real time conversation, there's no opportunity to research or look into it or find out what's going on. Because um, I mean, even I, I didn't post, but I did certainly say to people, just don't go to that area. Because mainly because I thought it's just going to be really inconvenient. You're going to get yeah. caught and God yeah. knows, you know, you may be stuck there for ages. Um, you can't research, you can't look into it, but for say something like the Keaton Jones video that went round last year, mm -hmm. there was this video of this like poor boy getting bullied and then after the subsequent stories, I don't know how true whatever anything is, but people were so quick to share with very little research and then they were like, oh dear, we should have researched and looked into this. Yeah. Do you, if you are gonna like something or repost and you feel strongly about something, do you take the opportunity to look into it? I'm going to ask Lucy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's it's when things go viral that I, when I feel like everyone's talking about something, that's what makes me think, hang on, what's actually going on? Mm. I don't ever just go, this says this, oh, that's true then. And then just read, like, no, I, w I want to find out what's going on myself. I want to figure out what's really happened and see it from two sides. If there is two sides, there might be five, there might be four sides. Mm. Um, it's important. Um, also, you, you just look really stupid otherwise as well, because <laughs> if you've just reposted stuff to a bunch of people and you're just kind of spouting garbage, then that's embarrassing. And I'll ask Rafika, have you ever posted something that has come back to bite you? In that respect? It doesn't have to be a huge bite, it could be a nibble. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have, but um, 
going back to it, like, like um, Lucy just said, you research everything. I go to my dad, my dad is like Wikipedia. He knows <laughs> everything and anything. When it comes to current events, my dad knows about it. I think everyone's dad's that guy. Um, so no, I don't blindly like anything or blindly follow anything. That's Always yeah. make sure that I'm aware. And if it's controversial, like I said, terrorism, I try not to get involved. I will have my opinions, but I will not share them on social media. Yeah. Just because, again, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, again, another, yeah, you know, yeah. another idiot. Yeah, yeah, I think especially from a, from a Muslim woman's yeah. point of view as well, I think that's really important and it's always going to come across as sort of controversial, mm. which is difficult. I do feel like it's then on the responsibility of others to speak up for you, like, or people like yeah. yourselves in that moment, because, like, we all know that you can't really defend yourself when there's such, like you said, inflammatory statements going out. Mm -hmm. So, sure. yeah. Oddly enough, I don't feel as terrified for my well-being mm -hmm. because, again, I'm not... I, even though I am a Muslim, I'm not obviously the best Muslim in the world. I don't wear the full garb, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some might, some might criticise that. But um, there are those who wear the hijab that, that do get targeted and they are name, like called names on the subway. They are abused, they are pushed, they are spoken to as though they're less than human. Mm -hmm. So I do feel for them. But I myself don't feel in danger, if that makes sense. I just yeah. don't feel the need to comment on it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. It's good. It's good to have a stance. You've chosen. You've chosen your your <laughs> Stay lane. Stay away from it. Exactly. <laughs> staying away from this yeah. and not. Yeah. So I think you got. You have to be careful as well. So it's when you're responding and what mm. you're responding with. And where I don't that agree might go. with any of it. Yeah, like I yeah. don't agree. Mm. I you have to respond to every single thing yeah. you see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right, and so I'm going to move this on a little bit and say now we're going to talk about we're going to move away from that incident. Have you ever seen anyone post false information about you online? Nicole? No. Oh, okay, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not yet. I think it's yeah. crossed, it doesn't happen, but it probably yeah. will one day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always just kind of trying to prep myself for when that just, does just happen. Just in case. Just yeah. in case. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I know the type of person I am. I'm like, no, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't care. Please don't, don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so, yeah, but I can only imagine that it must be quite difficult to deal with. Yeah. What about you, Lucy? Has that happened to you before? Um, not so much false information. I guess it would just come, a, come across as more like misconceptions. I definitely think I've posted stuff that I regret. Mm -hmm. um, even like uh, some of my modelling stuff, um, because for some reason people think that the female body, if it's out, then that means that you are a certain type of person. And if you are a certain type of person, then that makes you less of a woman. Mm -hmm. And there's all these ridiculous connotations with it. So I definitely have that kind of backlash. If mm -hmm. I've had like lingerie shoots or nude shoots, mm -hmm. I definitely face that kind of backlash a lot of the time. And, but ultimately, most people don't know me. They don't know what I'm really like. So I think you have to sort of roll with the punches, but it's hard, mm -hmm. you know, obviously things people say can hurt your feelings sometimes, but. Yeah. Okay, and Rafika, if something was posted online about you that was that was crazily, wildly <laughs> inaccurate and incorrect, how would you handle it? I just tend to ignore it. At first, it wasn't as easy as ignoring it. It would knock away at your self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And I'd sit there and I'd cry. And I'd, I remember my mum saying, if this is the life that you want, you've got to be able to take the negative with the positive. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you're still getting publicity yeah. and just be happy. Yeah. So... 
it's again, it's a growth thing. So yes. you learn to deal with it. So if somebody posts something, it could be like, oh, forget it. Yes, yeah, someone's always going to have an, have an yeah. opinion. Someone's always going to try and take away from your success. Mm -hmm. Or, it, you know, if they think you're successful, they're going to try and, and bring you down a peg. Yeah. Okay, Just fair enough. And would you guys have the same reaction then if somebody posted something online about you? Would you want to go online and set the record straight? Or would you be like, well, people that know me know, so who cares? I think it's really difficult unless you're in that situation you don't know how you're going to react because mm. it depends on the day depends yeah. what's actually said mm. Mm. um so you know someone might say something that really hits a nerve with you and you just yeah. kind of fly off the handle and it's not something you can kind of yeah. control at the yeah. time um but you do have to be careful for sure mm. but do you know what i've noticed that when someone writes a lie about you, there's always going to be 10 other people that follow it because they want to believe that. Yeah. Whether yeah. You, you comment on it to mm -hmm. set the record straight, yeah. if they don't want to believe you, they're not going to. Yeah. So there's yeah. no point in wasting your energy, really. Yeah, so there's always going to be people that believe rubbish and mm. conspiracy theorists and flat earthers and stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people that just All believe All the crazy rumours in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them start from nothing. Yeah. So in 2018, maybe we can think before we repost. Check our sources. I really wish people would. That is the <laughs> thing that does my head in. Just don't post things that just are blatantly not true. Um, think about what we're liking and sharing and whether or not we're contributing to fake news and just overall general stupidity. Um, so yeah, that's it really. Thank you so much for joining us. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time.